Welcome to the Captain's Point podcast with former India skipper Anjum Chopra and me Rishi K. This is an HD smartcast produced by 94.3 Radio 1. Wonderful to see you. How are you? <laughs> Wonderful to see you too. It's always exciting you know when we are uh, doing a show. I mean when I am hosted by you it's always nice and it's always nice to see you. But you know it's just like a deja vu moment that we are reminded that we are sitting at home and still working. True, true. Everybody talks about the players' bubble, Anjum. How is it living in the commentators' bubble? Tell me that. <laughs> oh, it is. It's very different, uh, Rishi, because uh, you know you're interacting with only those people who are in that group with you together. So, although it's very nice, but uh, sometimes you're uh, reminded that you have to be extremely cautious. Uh, even if you're meeting the players when you go onto the ground and meet the players. you're told to maintain social distancing sometimes they 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 just keep like that hawk eye on you to see whether you're standing far away from the player or not and otherwise not an email might just pop in into your inbox saying like you know don't breach protocols so whilst it's uh, a little difficult but to be very honest i think uh, we are and i consider ourselves as a very fortunate uh, gentry where we are working we are kept in a safe environment and we are able to bring uh, the live sport into people's houses so i think i consider ourselves as a very privileged lot at least in these times anjum we've seen four successive games that turned at the death and then the lowest total ever at the wankhede stadium let's start with last night chennai versus punjab deepak chair takes out the top uh, f- uh, you know fourth and fifth batter rahul was run out uh, dhoni bowled him for four overs straight and he gets four yeah. for 13 incredible 18 dot balls that's unheard of in t20 cricket you know deepak chahar is one of those bowlers when he is in prime form which in fact usually he is you'll rarely see a bad day of deepak chahar and uh, the very fact that dhoni knows exactly what his strengths are and he backs him to the t if you remember the time that he started off with uh, chennai super kings it was uh, you know it was something like he used to come in bowl then he used to get hit and taken off and then bowled in the death overs but over the years dhoni has realized and obviously deepak chahar himself has also realized that what his strengths are and he backs those strengths and delivers most often in most of the games he's he's out there picking wickets early so he knows it's a very nice template that um, ms has set for his chennai team that go out there bowl two overs picks up a wicket bowl the third one and if possible just squeeze in the fourth as well before the 10 overs get completed until unless there is a change in the script you will not see anything changing in uh, the chennai approach and ravindra jadeja in the field the gale catch the rahul run out this is really next level athleticism isn't it absolutely i think uh, you know we've seen it many a times from uh, jadeja that he is such a good fielder you know what makes him a very good fielder is uh, you know relentless practice sessions being at it at every time of course fitness is the prime most thing to be able to do well to be able to uh, you know hit the target hit the bullseye so it's not just about going out there and hitting on its head and that's what the importance of fielding is and that's what the importance jadeja brings to the table What do you think of the man with the famous name Shahrukh Khan how he expressed himself against a top notch bowling lineup uh, he's the guy who saw Punjab through to three figures with his innings of 
you know i'm very impressed and i'm happy for him as well i've seen him in the domestic cricket he plays for tamil nadu and how much he contributes uh, to the team yes it's been in smaller portions because when you're talking about uh, ranchi trophy or when you're talking about uh, vijay azare and said mishtakali but when whenever he's come in especially in the shortest format in the said mishtakali trophy he's made an impact and especially the last season it was perfect timing because he's he he made sure that his knocks were well received they were they were uh, right there for his team and just before the auction you know he he caught the eye but however it's not just before the auction i'm sure the uh, players uh, are always watched out by the scouts and he was there so it's it's nice that he has translated or taken his performance from the domestic level to the ipl level which is round about the international level so it's good for him let's talk about the other mumbai game uh, rajasthan uh, delhi i know rajasthan came into that particular game heartbroken but yeah. their overseas players really coming good for them uh, in the last 5 or 6 overs yeah. david miller chris morris and of course jaydev unadkat i can't believe he's not bowled 3 overs in the power play since what 2011 anjum yes yes he hasn't been he's been bowled uh, towards the dying overs towards the end overs of the game he is usually used as a death bowler but for uh, the captain to go ahead and give him the new ball and and he started with both the left arm seamers so he knows exactly that once uh, you give the ball to a youngster like chetan sakarya who's just played his second uh, ipl game and the and the other one who's giving uh, uh, who's sharing the new ball with him is a very senior pro though both uh, belong to the same uh, domestic team it, it's it's very good captaincy it's very good analysis and at the end of it all i think it's excellent delivery from both the players for for jaydev to bowl the way we saw him bowl and to be so consistent it's not surprising but to be so consistent coming into this game after having not played a lot of cricket and remember he didn't play the first game so it just completely changes the complexion of the team uh, of how they go out there and approach especially when they win the toss and want to bowl first Now Rishabh Pant is no stranger to criticism, but it's normally criticism over his keeping. Mm. <laughs> why would yeah. you? Oh, this is now I'm going to come to criticism over captaincy. I mean, why would you remove R Ashwin, replace him with Stoinis when Ashwin was suffocating the Rajasthan batters? You know, sometimes what happens is that uh, the captains feel that because they have a lot of options, they must use them. If you look at the lineup of whether it is Rajasthan or Delhi. you look at their bowling lineup and you'll say wow they have about seven bowling options and they can go to any of them so whilst the new captain is there and it it can happen to anyone you feel that you must throw the ball to all those bowlers because everyone must get a chance to bowl because if something doesn't go right when you come back into a team dressing room there can be a question like oh why did you not try stoinis why did you not try ashwin why did you not try x or y so sometimes the captain feels that they must throw the ball to everyone and see who's having a better day rather than just going ahead with one bowler and get those four overs out and done with so it can happen i'll say it's just because um, early days uh, and and a pressure situation can get the better of you so whilst we say that captaincy is a crown of thorns and it can also be a very good a uh, responsibility a giver to you for you to prosper under that it it does come with a lot of challenges and you're never very sure about each move you have to be there every day and that's what uh, exposure into that role will give you because experience doesn't come so very easy and speaking of captains 13 runs needed in the previous game and chris morris has uh, has a single refused and his captain sanju samson doesn't make it you think morris will be sending some friendly smirks sanju's way 
I am not too sure whether he'll be on the Christmas card list until unless the next season again Chris Morris is continuing with the Rajasthan team. But but you know uh, again that's what cricket probably allows you to do is not carry grudges and. It's also nice that something like this happened. If at all we're talking about the, you know, um, animosity or the misunderstandings, I think it's it's understandable that it happens in the very first game. Even if you take it to your room, the next day you have to throw it out and leave it outside in your hotel room because you can't carry it onto the ground. You've got a new game to happen, a new game to play. So, uh, you know, it would not let you carry that baggage for too long. And especially when a player like Chris Morris goes out there and delivers the knockout punch. So he'll say, oh, you know, I always knew that I had the capacity. It's the message that has gone very nice, loud and clear to the dressing room and to the captain that I can deliver. So I don't think that baggage will be carried forward. And even if it is, I'm sure after the last game, it's already done and dusted. Mustafizur and the fizz he creates with his knuckleballs. Amazing, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it, it's brilliant. You know, I've been watching uh, Bangladesh cricket over the past uh, year or so, covered a few of their games. And when Mustafiz bowls in the best of his rhythm, you can see the difference between him and the other bowlers in his lineup, in his, in his own international team. The moment he comes into this setup, an IPL setup, it becomes very evident that, you know, he brings a different feel, a different flavor to the bowling lineup. The only thing is those four overs, you know, it's, it's a cruel game. You can you can take 10 overs, you can take four overs. But once Mustafiz is bowling that those deliveries with his complete control, it's very difficult to pick him. It's, a, it's like a poetry when you're watching uh, uh, Mustafiz bowl those knuckle balls or change up. It's, it's very nice to watch him bowl those. I want to know from you, you played so much competitive cricket, uh, mm. players and what works for them. Jaydev Unatkar talked about winning the Ranji Trophy after getting engaged yeah. and now this performance after his marriage. Chris mm. Morris talked about playing a lot of golf helping him. The trigger mm. to a good performance on the pitch, Anju. Uh, look, I think it's a lot to do with your homework. Uh, yes, you might want to uh, look at a particular reason away from your own hard work and say, you know, I would credit it to X, Y, or Z. But, um, you know, those things, probably, I'll say whatever you do, it's all about uh, your own homework, your own practice, what you carry into the contest, and how you're able to keep calm. You know, very late in, uh, in the sport or very late in life, you tend to realize that even if you're doing a lot of things, whether you're batting, bowling, fielding, or, uh, you know, you've got enough on your plate, you realize that, how do you balance it all? By balancing it all, it's not about running like a German drill. You reach point to point and you're, you're able to meet your targets. It's about ensuring that you're able to keep yourself calm in the best space um, and still being able to deliver the goods. So that you realize as time progresses. And yes, whenever there's a shift in your uh, daily life or in your personal life, you quickly realize that, that you know to balance out the things, whether it's your sport or whether it's your family, or whatever you're doing, uh, you have to find that uh, perfect uh, balance. And that's what allows you to deliver the best performance, whether on the park or off the park. Both the back-to-back Chennai games, Anjum, Bangalore versus Hyderabad, Mumbai versus Kolkata, had the same script. The team batting second is cruising, and then this collapse and adventure. Your comments? It's been very surprising, because I always felt that... Uh, Delhi should have chased down those uh, that target. I would I felt that Kolkata should have chased down that target. It was bad batting. 
I will still say that that pitch is not so bad for scoring runs. And especially, look, we're not, you're not going out chasing 220, 250 that you fall short, like Rajasthan fell short, you know, after having such a good batting performance. You're chasing a score which is reasonable. You're chasing a score which is 150, 160. And looking at the score, the way it was being changed, it was just 90 for one. It was uh, 80 for two. You know, it was something like probably you should have gone around and chased down the score without much of a glitch, but it didn't happen. So I'll put it down to ordinary batsmanship. Another great IPL story, Shabazz Ahmed. I mean, who would have thought he would even play? I mean, Devdar Patnaik was returning. Bangalore already had a lot of bowling options, Anjum. But that three-wicket over, your thoughts on that? Pandey, Bairstow, Samad back in the pavilion. Almost as though he's bowling, you know, uh, left-arm darts. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I watched this player. He plays for Bengal in the domestic cricket, although he hails from... uh, Haryana, somewhere in Faridabad, he, he resides, but he plays for Bengal as domestic cricket. And I saw him a couple of seasons back playing the Ranji Trophy. And you felt that although he was not the best fit when you're looking at Bengal, you know, you, you're looking at uh, Anustup Majundar playing the uh, ball, you know, stylishly defending the ball. And you see, uh, suddenly you see Shabazz, attacking player, young player, and, and you know, throwing himself around the ground, trying to stop those deliveries um, on the ground. And you see him the next season in uh, playing for, for Bangalore. And you feel like, wow, what a pick, you know, what a find. And then you see him in the second season playing for Bangalore. And you see his captain offering him an opportunity to bat at number three alongside his own self, which is the confidence that he's gained over the years with his franchise, which is, again, brilliant. You know, for a youngster, this stage is, is a very, very good stage to perform. I'll say it gives you more of a confidence. For a youngster who's around that, 20, 21-year-old mark, I think this stage will give you that confidence more in a positive way rather than put you in a spot of bother or give you more uh, pressure in a negative way. So, yes, it, it was brilliant to have him there and bowl those that over three wickets. He just changed the game uh, over its head. Overseas players on both sides. I mean, Glenn Maxwell coming good in his first 50 in five years. Must have been hurting him a lot. Virat Kohli obviously believes in him. And Rashid Khan, my God, how miserly is he? I mean, he just gave away 1-4 in that two-wicket haul. Uh, Well, for uh, Glenn Maxwell, I think uh, a lot of people were waiting in anticipation as to when is he going to play a match-winning nog. I think it happened last season once where he made an impact with a a quick-fire 30-40. Uh, that was, I think, in Dubai. But uh, it, it's it's been a while. And you don't associate uh, Glenn Maxwell with performances like these where he doesn't have a 50. I think 50 is probably an overrated figure in T20 cricket. Uh, what, what it really matters is uh, delivering that uh, match-winning performance. True. And uh, that's, that's something that Glenn Maxwell is associated with because he can hit the long ball and he can really create that kind of a dent into the opposition bowling lineup. So him delivering a match-winning knock, I think, was more of a relief for the franchise, for all those people who've been backing him over the years. And yes, as a player, you feel happy that you've uh, you know uh, come good with the bat uh, and, and delivered at a time when it was required. Rashid. Rashid, I think, is an exceptional talent. Uh, over the years, when we've seen him, I think, again, uh, playing uh, for Afghanistan, I've seen him uh, come through the years, playing the ICC Intercontinental Cup and, and coming in into the... Uh, franchise cricket and now captaining his international team as well. He's a he's a player who you see him and you feel well he can do not a lot many things wrong, and you feel those four overs that Rashid will be bowling is given. It's like yes, there will be one of those 
figures which you will always be happy with. But I think his contribution with the bat has also started coming good, not only for his international team, but also for his franchise. And fielding, don't forget, don't discount him for fielding. And so much of cricket he plays around the globe, but uh, always with a smile. That Mumbai versus Kolkata game in Chennai, would you say that Dre Russ understood the Chennai pitch so well? In, you look at that Pfeiffer of his, hmm. uh, bowling round the wicket, slow cutters, hmm. angles, hmm. 5 for 15. Your comment? I think that was uh, largely because he went round the wicket and he was probably cutting in that angle to the batters, not allowing them to free their arms. It's, it's a very important uh, angle when you bowl round the stump to a right-hander. So you're largely targeting either too much outside the off stump or middle and leg stump line. So if a batter has that um, advantage that he's very good on the onside, probably the middle and leg line might not be the perfect option. But if you're a bowler and the moment you're going around the wicket and you're trying to angle that ball, a batter knows very well that with that angled delivery coming in, his options of hitting down the ground or maybe in the V or towards the offside or towards the onside are limited and he has to time it to perfection. So, you know, it, it's both ways. The, once the bowler decides to go around the stump, then he has to be spot on with his, uh, where he actually pitches the ball. Because if he goes wrong, then it's a completely bad script that he has defined for himself. So, yes, it was those crucial overs that he bowled for Kolkata. And more importantly, the fact that he could come in and bowl, that another contribution adds on since we only have seen him bat for Kolkata in the past few seasons. Surya Kumar Yadav, my God, he makes it look so easy, doesn't he? Getting out of the blocks hard, uh, absolutely smoking. You know, he has the he has different shots to play against the same type of delivery. And I find that very yeah. fascinating. I think he's a class act. Uh, you know, the one shot, he just stands in, he crease, uh, in his crease and he just flicks that ball towards the square leg uh, boundary. Sometimes it just sails over it. To make the six uh, to your name, it's not an easy stroke to play. Irrespective of how much power, irrespective of how timing you have, you still have to hit that ball that that longer distance. He is a class act. And again, uh, very happy to see him in India colours. Unfortunate that in the first game that he played for India, he couldn't get to bat and then he was uh, dropped the next one. But the very fact that he knows he's assuring the people around him that he's there, um, it's again the kind of confidence that this tournament gives to so many people playing the sport, it's so very evident. I want to talk about the Mumbai Indians bowling masterclass. I mean, mm. Bolt's last over, uh, you know, uh, Rahul's Rahul Chahir's wicket-taking, Krunal Pandya and Bumrah's clogging the batsmen's arteries. Uh, mm. You must have enjoyed watching that. It's nice for Mumbai to come good, you know. Um, a trend Bolt, I think, again, when we talk of uh, Deepak Chahar's contribution for Chennai, uh, then you look at uh, Trent Bolt. What a, what a buy for Mumbai, he has been the trade-off, in fact, from Delhi to come to Mumbai last season. It's been wonderful. Um, Trent Bolt, we know he's a swing bowler. A left-arm seamer bowling over the wicket. It's it's never easy facing a left-arm seamer and with the ball swinging in. The reliance, again, of Mumbai on Trent Bolt is, is brilliant. The another factor that he brings is that he can come in and bowl in a few overs, even in the death. So he just adds that extra bit of, you know, X factor. I think Trent Bolt is a very underrated person in a team. He's a New Zealander, so you know you don't feel you don't see a lot many flashy Kiwi players around the international scene. So he's one of those X factor players who just brings the A game onto the park and most often delivers it. 
The Punjab Rajasthan game at, at the Wankhede, memorable debut for young uh, Chetan Sakarya, 3 for 31, and that stunning century from Sanju Samson. I mean, the team didn't cross the line, but I want you to talk about Sakarya and uh, the Samson performance. I think Sakarya has been uh, very good. Again, a find from domestic cricket. Uh, we've all uh, seen and read about his story. Um, you know, the, the difficulties coming in. Um, yes, I think I think a lot of players, until unless they make it to the bigger stage, we don't get to know about their stories. But I, I feel it's a very common thing to have a lot of players give up a lot to come and uh, reach this stage. We've already known about Rishabh Pant, uh, Tina Trajan, and, and I'm sure in the past as well, we've seen that history. Um, but for, for this young player to come off domestic cricket, straight away being thrown the new ball, first over of the uh, tournament, delivers at the biggest stage. Not only with the ball, even with that catch. That catch of Nicholas Poor at short fine leg where he just flung himself and he caught it. It just gives you a feel that he's there in that moment. He knows exactly that it's not just a one-off game. For him to ensure that he belongs to this level and for him to ensure that he gives that confidence to the people who have backed him come to this level, he knows it's it's like a... Uh, it's like sitting on a cycle and you make sure that you're riding it because the moment you stop, you will fall. So there's no stopping for him. And uh, that that feeling, that uh, that awareness is there with him. So it's good. It's also good, Karan, because he's a product of Indian domestic cricket, not just yeah. a flash in the pan. He's a product of Indian domestic cricket, so which is good. Coming to Sanju Samson, I think we've seen um, in probably every season that whenever the tournament starts, He's there right up with his performances, either with 100 or nearing 100 and giving out uh, those match-winning knocks or making an impact. The only factor with Sanju Samson has been the consistency part. So, yes, as the tournament progresses with the new captain for Rajasthan, I would just hope and feel that that consistency comes in, not only with Samson as a captain, as he grows into that role, but even Samson as a batter. You know, of course, I enjoyed KL Rahul and Deepak Huda's batting for Punjab. You must have too. Mm. But Arshdeep Singh, whom mm. Rahul goes to for crucial overs, he did so that uh, last year also, the last season. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he picks up three wickets and then he's given the, that nail-biting last over. And again, you know, taking your point, Arshdeep has been doing very well in domestic cricket. Yes, again, a product of the domestic cricket. He was there at the India Under-19 team in New Zealand when they won the India uh, the ICC Under-19 uh, Cricket World Cup. So he's a product of that Prithvi Shaw, Shobhman Gill group, Riyan Parag group. And, you know, they all realize that whilst they have won the uh, Under-19 World Cup, now there's no going back to that Under-19 level. The moment you cross that line, you're there competing with Virat Kohli, Rohit Sharma and Deepak Chahar. You might be an Under-19 player and a youngster, but that youngster tag is only there for another year with you. Because then again, there's an under-19 team which is getting ready to prepare themselves to go and play another uh, ICC event. So you can't rest on your past laurels. You have to quickly turn around. And if you feel that a franchise has uh, has invested into you because you're a young talent, you have to quickly learn the ropes in the bigger, in the senior form of cricket as well. And again, Ashdeep from last season, I remember he didn't play all the games for uh, that time, Kings Eleven, but uh, he came back strongly and he made his presence felt. And yes, this season... The Punjab team relying on him again, a left arm seamer getting preference over many others in that lineup to bowl the new ball. It's it's nice to see again a product of Indian domestic cricket. 
couple of things about that kolkata hyderabad uh, game in chennai again captaincy coming into focus owen morgan england's world cup winning captain giving harbhajan singh just that solitary over and then not bowling him at all uh, i want your yeah. feedback on that yeah. yeah that was a bit surprising because he gave away about 14 runs i think in that first over but he created an opportunity uh, you know there was an op- opportunity which uh, pat cummins Uh, was there at backward point region and he could have uh, picked up his first wicket uh, in the tournament as well so th- that opportunity was created i was a little surprising that oin didn't go back to harbhajan um but the very fact that he was preferred to bowl the very first over was uh, also because a that he's he's an experienced bowler and he is experienced in bowling in chennai conditions earlier he was with that franchise which played most of their games in chennai so he knows those conditions very well So whilst his decision was perfect to bowl with him in the very first over of the match, uh, it was a bit surprising. But again, at the end of the day, when you see the script uh, being written for Kolkata, you'll say they won it and they won it nicely. So everything was fine. Yeah, it was the Rana Tripathi batting show, wasn't it? And quite admirable for Tripathi because he normally opens the innings, doesn't he, uh, Anjum? And yeah. Yeah, was he coming in one drop? Did yeah. really well for himself. I thought Bhuvneshwar Kumar had an off day. I always look uh, forward to watching yeah. him. And Rashid Khan again, unbelievable. Two for twenty-four, just six six runs and over. So, uh, just quick thoughts on on Tripathi, Rana, uh, Bhuvi, and and Rashid's performance. I think Rashid is definitely a match winner for you in whichever format uh, you pick him. T Twenty especially, and and we've seen in this tournament he is a class act. For Nitesh Rana. Player from Delhi, he's been also identified as one of the top performers. Uh, whichever franchise he's played with, earlier he was with Mumbai. Um, now you know with Kolkata, the last few seasons he's been there. He creates an impact right at the top. So it, it's always good to have him there. The new partner that he has with Shubman Gill since the last couple of seasons, I think, just ensured that uh, with a young Shubman Gill, who's again of the India Under 19 team, victorious team. um giving them more time to settle in and create that impact with a left and a right hand combination for kolkata and just because now they've got rahul tripathi there it becomes a very different or a difficult situation because you want rahul tripathi to open but at the same time your first choice uh, openers are always the left hander nitesh rana and shubman gill so there comes an opportunity for him to bat at three i think as the tournament progresses whoever is losing out on form might just have a little shift in their batting order and also uh, a shift as to where oin morgan should be going up and batting because he's too good a player and when he gives himself very small or very less amount of time to settle in to create an impact maybe 20 deliveries 25 deliveries i think it's just uh, doing a little injustice rather uh, to his talent so whilst everything is going well for kolkata in the initial stages they'll keep an eye on this uh, shift in the batting order You know, it's very important. I get your opinion on this. Is the player approach correct or the coach approach correct? There's so much drama coming into that uh, Chennai Delhi game in the in the Wankhede Stadium. Prithvi Shaw was coming in after being dropped from the Indian team, but having played out an explosive domestic season, there's so much drama because Ricky Ponting had said Prithvi Shaw doesn't like to bat in the nets when he's out of form. Whereas the conventional thinking is that if you're out of the form, you must head to the nets for extended sessions. So player approach versus coach approach, please. I think it's very individual um, because, like for me as a player, whether I got a hundred or whether I got not, for me it was all about going out into the nets the next day and practicing. For me, I used to practice seven days a week, 
whether the, the tournament was on or not on. Uh, in fact, in the off-season, I used to make sure that I'm practicing seven days a week and if I can get a match in as well. But for every player, it's very different. You know, sometimes people, uh, players feel that if they're hitting top form, it's best to save that form and not use it in the nets. You know, I've heard, heard that theory as well. But when you're not in form, you have to ensure that you have a, uh, a bag full of cricket balls. You have someone to give you those throwdowns. While even if you're not uh, batting against a bowler bowling to you, you're doing those throwdowns. So it's a very individual approach. Um, the good thing is that the coaches nowadays are allowing that individual thinking to creep in. It's not just a coach which is telling a player that you must do this and you have to listen to me. Um, it's about allowing that player to grow into that role, empowering those youngsters as well and allowing them to understand their own games. I think there comes a time where that balance has to be found, whether it's a player's approach only or that captain's approach only. You know, that middle path, and there's no certain um, degree on, on a scale of 1 to 10, there's no certain degree, whether you say it's a 6-4 line or a 5-5 five, five line. It's every player and a coach relationship and a game which is going to be uh, differing from the other. As long as you're able to get that balance right, and you get that player to perform on the park to the best of his or her ability, it's absolutely good. Raina, who's playing after ages, gets a 50-plus. Mohin Ali shows what a valuable player he is, but still Chenna aren't able to make it. Dhoni talked about the due factor in Mumbai. Um, yes, there was a bit of due, and, and you feel so as well. Um, because once you're playing in such extreme conditions, look, Dhoni definitely knows uh, what the conditions are and, and and he will use his bowlers accordingly. Another very uh, common feature we've seen in T20 cricket is the captain, especially in, in subcontinent conditions, that a captain winning the toss wants to uh, bowl first because they feel not only about the due part, uh, which is an easy thing for their bowlers, until unless it's, it's a huge amount of due, which especially in northern part of the country, it comes in uh, just with the approaching of winters. It's also about for the batters, they feel that uh, once they have a target in, ahead of them, they can plan their chase better. Early on in days when you used to have uh, one-day cricket, a lot of teams winning the toss straight away uh, wanted to bat first and put runs on the board. In the shortest format, we've seen that putting uh, knowing exactly what the target is ahead of you just allows you to channelize your batting order accordingly. That first game was about Harshal Patel, wasn't it? I mean, Mumbai lived up to the title of slow starters. But amazing stuff. Uh, 5 for 27. Talk about this young bowler. I was so impressed by his inch-perfect yorkers, his slower balls. He really deceived the batsman, didn't he, Anjum? Very well, very well. I think, again, a product of Indian domestic cricket. He does uh, hail from uh, um, Gujarat. But uh, I think he's from Gujarat. But he plays for Haryana. Um, you know, he captains the Haryana team as well and he contributes both with the bat and the ball at the top of the order. So I've seen him uh, bowling with the new ball. I've seen him batting at the top of the order. And when you have a player like that in your team, why won't you want to utilize him? I'm happy that he's gone back to his earlier franchise where he's getting the opportunity to uh, bowl with that kind of freedom. Um, and, and he's able to grab that opportunity. You know, we've seen him hit the long ball. We've seen him perform with the ball. But with these five wickets or, you know, that impact that he created in that one over will just allow the captain to back him for more number of games. It's not going to be play one game out, play one game and out. It's going to be that uh, consistent backing of him to be there for uh, more games for his franchise. 
and problem of plenty for Mumbai at the top. Quinton de Kock was not available. Chris Lynn makes use of the opportunity, hits 49. Marco Johnson impressed everyone with his 2 for 29. Bumrah awesome as always. And remember, you know, this was the pitch where the, the ball really stuck to the pitch. It stayed low. So what do you think of, of Johnson, of Lynn? Uh, felt bad for Chris Lynn, but uh, I would Chris Lynn also knew uh, that, you know, he has only one opportunity to uh, strike form and make it big. Um, he started off slowly, which is to be fair, because, you know, Chennai pitch is not very easy to uh, go out there and make an impact. But I think Quinton Dickock, the moment he was going to be fit and out of the quarantine, he would uh, take back his place, which he did. So for Marco, I guess, again, pace sometimes also helps, you know, when it's a slower pitch, when it's a bouncy pitch. Um, not only that you need extra bit of pace to assist a fast bowler to make an impact, sometimes if it's a slower pitch also, and you have a tall, fast bowler coming and hitting the deck and bowling uh, and attacking the batsman, I think it's also nice to have him in the ranks. And that's why you feel that uh, Mumbai would have backed uh, his fast bowler to deliver the knockout punch. So the preview for week two, I mean, players and teams, I'm really sad that Ben Stokes is gone because of injury. That's a blow to the tournament. As it is, Shreya Sayer, Jofra Archer had those injuries even before the tournament began. So you've really lost some attractive players, Anjum. Um, who do you think yeah. uh, we should watch out for? RCB is at the top of the table. CSK is at a number two. Though in terms of net run rate, uh, CSK is higher than RCB. Uh, and the rest of the teams, of course, apart from Hyderabad, who lost both are you know have had one win and one loss so exciting week two to look forward to yes it is Ben Stokes again a big loss for uh, the Rajasthan team um, hoping that uh, Jofra Archer comes back for them um, when he comes back if he comes back we'll have to wait and watch but yes the week two will be very very exciting um, I, I just feel that I can stick my neck out and say that I think this tournament is going to be very very touch and go uh, teams will have to really ensure that they get players in form, not falling out of form uh, in midway through the tournament, um, and, and and ensure that consistency. And somewhere as the the venues will change, I feel around 160, 170 might just be a, a, a very good score for teams to rally around with. We might have a 220, we might have a 130 or a 140 or 120, but I think teams will be looking to scoring around about 160, 170 mark just to ensure that there is either a good target to bowl at or there is a good target to chase down to. Wonderful. And I look forward to speaking with you next week, Anjum. I remember all of you are listening. This is the Captain's Point podcast with former India skipper Anjum Chopra and me, Rishi K. It's an HD Smartcast release produced by 94.3 Radio 1. Thanks for your time. See you next week. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye. This was a Radio 1 production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.